0: Good afternoon, all right, um, today in 2023 there is 8 billion people living on this planet and we speak one or more of the 7168 languages which are known to humanity. Actually it might be a little less because I was making a stat two weeks ago and these languages tend to disappear very quickly, which is uh, what I want to talk about, Is that? The prognosis is that by the end of this century, there'll be 11 billion people living on a planet, but speaking only half of the languages which are known today. And this is the positive prognosis. The more pessimistic one is that it, 80% of the languages which are known today will disappear because they'll be replaced by dominant languages in search of you know, better, better education, inclusion, business opportunities. Um, this, I think, is clearly troubling, because it takes millennia to develop languages, and they, are dis- they disappear within a lifetime, within a single generation. And with languages, we're not losing just translations, we're losing access to information. Some information is not available in any other language. You know, Knowledge about plants, about cultures, s- different perspectives are available only in some languages and not others, and by losing it, this is an irreversible trend. When we look at the endangered languages of the world, the the ones which are most vulnerable are the ones which are lacking the digital infrastructure to support uh, publishing in those languages uh, for various reasons. And it's complicated because in order to help it, you need different skill set, different knowledge. Um, My own background is in design. So I only fit one category, but in order to make meaningful contribution, you need skills from three different disciplines which are taught at three different schools institutions so you rarely find individuals or collectives which co- combine them all so uh, I- in order to make contributions, you need to combine design technology, linguistics, a lot of different and of course cultural knowledge um, I run a company, it's a private company, it's not an institu- organization, it's not a public institution that deals with um, type design, typography, uh, and a specialty is that we're developing system infrastructure for supporting different world languages. Uh, and I'll give you two examples uh, today um, of you know, what this work consists of because it is at the end very, pr- very practical. Uh, we have a lot of work in India, as, um, not only with Hindi, you know, which is the major dominant language, but still spoken only about 30% natively as the first language of, of India. But there are a lot of uh, small uh, uh, languages of India. Actually, no one knows how many languages there are in India, which is a really interesting fact. Uh, we work with two. The one example I'm going to talk about is Santali, which is written using old Chiki script, uh, which is one of the nice examples of uh, having uh, its own writing script for for its own language, so normally you know Swedish is written with Latin, which is not you know indigenous to, s- to this region. It's been imported with the spread of religion, but there are places in the world where they are different own uh, indigenous writing languages, and they have their own matching scripts. And this is important for them because in the lack of geographic autonomy, these cultures they have the graphic autonomy. They can visibly express themselves in their own ways, present their own identity. So they can not only speak the language, but in case of Santalis, they don't have to use Bengali script, which they used previously, but they use their own script to communicate and establish their identity. Uh, As you can imagine, to collect information to make meaningful contribution is tricky because there are no books published, there are no Wikipedia articles about how to do this work. So the only way to do it is to do it with the community, which requires field trips, which requires a lot of time, building trust and reaching out to people. Uh, We would do this and it would take years of work, uh, which would finally allow us to produce the work which I'll show at the end. This is uh, tricky for the small languages, but even for the big ones, you know, like a Devanagari is the writing script that is r- used to write uh, Hindi, but it's r- it covers hundred other languages. And what is interesting is that there are different preferences in different regions by different demographics about, about the use of the same writing script. So if you look at old manuscripts, you know, how people write by hands, you'll find, for example, very different forms of writing, I don't know, numeral 9 or letter uh, A or, uh, across different regions, which have to do with you know, uh, you know, ref- language reforms and different uh, regional preferences. And again, you don't find this covered in books. I wish I could, you know, if if you would find this, we would just have all the answers. But because you don't, we have to do the research on the ground ourselves, Uh, interviewing hundreds and thousands of people to collect the preferences, to understand how readable different forms are, uh, to understand, you know, why they're readable, because of, you know, like uh, their different people, age and and, uh, geographic uh, preference. When we do research like this, uh, of course, you know like uh, we open source it because the only way to advance knowledge is when people contribute to this uh, show what we found out, and which not only makes our own work better but it makes everyone else's work you know who deals in the same field much better, so you would publish recommendations about you know what makes some particular forms more suitable for some communities and not for others uh, and ultimately we' are able to publish. Systems. So November is a type design system. It's a type. It's a typeface. It's a, f- a series of fonts that cover groups of languages. In this case, for South Asia, uh, which is one of the most linguistically diverse places on Earth, um, and we take each of the writing scripts as seriously as we take our own script. So uh, previously, you would probably not find uh, some languages supported, or if you do find them, they would come in one style. We make sure that they come with weights and widths, what people are used to, so they're taken as seriously as we take other languages. Um, So this particular work, uh, I'm standing here presenting alone, but it's been work of over 50 people. There's been researchers, designers, uh, developers, making sure that we can render the languages correctly. Uh, And we learn about them and when we learn about them, we can support them, making sure that your devices support them. So you can do things which you take for granted, you know, sending messages, sending emails to do it with any other language. I don't have time to go into specifics, but details. Again, South Asia is a huge place. It's uh, spoken by two billion people, you know, like a home to two billion people. If you want to know more, this is a small documentary film about the process of doing it and then you see uh, the methods and the involvement of community that goes into something like this the second project which i 'll show is the contrast to this. so this is you know like a huge part of the world living in a fairly small place. Uh, here is a huge place, but very small community of people uh, in a northern part of Canada, um, people in a province of Nunavut and across Canada. Um, there uh, is in the indigenous people who do not use English or do not use Latin script, that they have their own script called the syllabic, uh, and that script covers not one but a group of about 40 different languages, you know, in North America. And uh again, I wish as a my job as a designer or type designer was that you know design things easily. You know, like a, if you're designing a font for English or Swedish, we just open the, the font editor and we know what to fill, you know, the A to Z and you pre-fill the spots. When you deal with languages such as uh you know like uh, working with syllabics, you don't know what to design for. We don't know what to do. There are certain standards uh which have been designed, you know, in the nineteen eighties. But they have been in com- made incomplete because the work ignored some of the languages which are included in it. So it works for, for the Inuit languages, but it would not work for smaller languages like Natalik. Uh, so and if you try to use it, uh, you just get missing letters. So people from that communities, they, uh, there are some sounds present in the language which is not, was not included in the standards. Uh, and people could not write their names. So if they wanted to write their name, you would have to change the spelling in order to you know to, to make it possible, which is not a great way to do it you know like uh, we're not there that humans adapt to technologies you hope that technology adapts to humans the backbone of all this is Unicode Unicode is the standard for digital communication uh, which is made by us by humans and the good thing about things which were made by humans is that we can change it we can we don't have to you know it's not fixed. it's not code given we made something and we can improve it. So when we come to situations when we see that people actually know how to write it but we just cannot express it digitally because there are people you know this f- person, uh, Nilawak, she's one of the language keepers for the community. She would explain to us exactly what needs to be done uh, except no one has listened previously. So we would work with her sketches uh, to create digitalizations and push for reforms of these standards with these big companies which control the standards. And the good news is that this is possible. There's uh, no gatekeeping. You know, there's a, with the support of community, and we had the enormous support of people, we would make a case for supporting these languages, uh, revise the standards, bring the missing characters into the standards, which again, not only makes our work better uh, so we can produce fonts, but also makes anyone else's work possible. Uh, we continue working in, in Canada. It's been work for multiple years. Uh, one of the work is now in, uh, in British Columbia, where we revise the representative characters which were misrepresented previously. Uh, so we're revising the standards. And again, that creates the reference for others to work with these languages. Uh, it makes a visible difference between you know, what was before how it is now. And finally, we you know, only then can produce digital fonts so you can type your text correctly, and we're pleased that uh, for the first time we could have also secondary text that you know can bring the subtlety of language, of of you know what we're used to from from other lang- languages. It's mainly about accessibility, you know, <coughs> making language accessible, but also uh, not technical accessibility, also emotional accessibility. These phones need to look good, also, and it's been joy to work with people and who see the excitement that these things can be actually fun to use. Um, again, I don't have time to go into details, uh, it is pretty much, I think if I could emphasize one thing, is that it is very much work with the, with the communities uh, that may allow, make it happen. And that's why it is a very slow work, because you need to build trust of the community, because they have different experiences over time. And uh, only when they see the dedication, the, the, you know, the motivations of us, why we do it, uh, they can invest and can help us and help themselves to uh, to make it happen. So there's a, a, another documentary about the process of doing it. Um, I'll conclude it. Uh, in short, you know, we are a design company, and I wish we could focus only on designing things. But in order to do our design work, we need to you know, start with, design, uh, with research and documentations. Documentation is vital for these marginalized languages. Uh, and we need to open source it to make sure that there's a lot of validation, uh, that people are included in that process. Uh, we also have to work, you know, reach out, not just within the community, but also work with the big t- tech companies, with the Apples and Googles and Microsoft of, of, the, of the world to make sure that they support it uh, equally. Uh, and I wish you know, there were governments who paid for this, but we do it on our own. And the work we do, our commercial projects, help to finance this work. Uh, so every time people buy you know, fonts for supporting Swedish, they pay a little part of this projects that we do on our own. And only then we can design fonts for these languages. Thank you.